Speaking of reliability, a podcast with good friends talking with you about reliability engineering topics. Welcome to Speaking of Reliability. This is Fred Schenkelberg. And this is Carl Carlson. Hey, Carl. You know, and as our listeners have heard us talk about this for a while, let me just put it vaguely as a a long while, um, we're kind of getting to the point where our, our... we're drafting out the final pieces of this book that we've been working on for a while. And, and one of the things that we wanted to include, and I agree with you, Carl, is that the, one of the many, many roles and most many, a valuable role of a reliability engineer is being able to facilitate a meeting or a team, and in particular, an FMEA when that comes up. But it, just any group or any discussion, if you're tagged as the facilitator, which is a, a common role for meeting participants somebody is you know helping the team in the discussion get through an agenda or get to an objective or something like that and this is a problem that i've run into that for example a complete aside is the term reliability in common language in the merriam webster dictionary and so on it means trustworthy and mm-hmm. that's yeah, I guess you could measure that. How often does your, you know, neighbor actually return your your borrowed truck on time or or, you know, do what they say they're going to do or whatever? I guess you could measure that, but it's not really intended to be an engineering definition. And so many of us in the reliability learned the four-part reliability engineering definition of reliability uh and assume everybody else knows it. So when I was going through the discussion that you drafted up about facilitation, one of the terms was, was the facilitator should control the discussion. And I went, now control, I suspect the way you used it is different than the way I'm interpreting it. And so I, I flagged that and I said, we need, you know, I don't think that's the right term. And we talked about it and updated the draft and, and did a couple other changes. And, and hopefully it's making progress through the editor. <laughs> we, we get it back that it's intact. Yeah, I think I think there's really two sides to the control word, mm-hmm. and and it's and you're correct to flag it because well, you have to differentiate the uh, the good side and the bad side, and the the bad side is the one you are bringing forward, which we need to highlight. Make sure that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And if if I could characterize it and then then add in anything, Fred, on this that that makes this clearer. But the bad side of control is if you impose your will, you have a view and you just use your position as facilitator to make it happen. Yeah. And, and or you just make you don't call on people that, you know, would oppose what you want. Or you shut them down do, if they had object. or you shut them down. And yep, if they exactly. In other words, you misuse your position to control in a way that you want. Well, I ran into that in a in a it was a board uh, and the board president uh, didn't agree with the outcome of a vote and said, oh, we'll just table that. We're not going to take action on that. Mm. And he said, Wait a second. You know, four out of the five of us said, this is what we need to do. <laughs> you can't just table it now. The, the vote's been done. <laughs> That's abuse of power. Yeah. 
And so we ignored her and went about doing it anyway. But um, oh. <laughs> the but it's that's the issue I ran into is that there is a lot of power in the facilitator, whoever organizes the meeting and setting the agenda and, and defining the objectives. And a lot of that stuff is part of good meeting management in general is get that organized. But it has a lot of, of uh, influence over how a meeting um, results, what the benefits or the outcomes of a meeting are, or an, even an FMEA. If you have your own pet project that you want money for, like I ran into a guy that was a software manager and he says, I, I'm going to participate in this FMEA only because I need more resources to solve the problems in my that my team is facing. These other ones don't really matter. And I'm like, okay, well, I know where you're coming from. And luckily he kind of for the first time actually listen to the mechanical guys and, and they say, Oh, they have a lot harder problems than I get. They got to deal with physics, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Yes. Um, but it's the facilitator's role. I agree is to, in the proposed word I was going to use is manage. And I think there is a role for controlling is where, and you've been in plenty of meetings where somebody is the, is large and in charge and they come in with, I just need three more software engineers and then we'd be done. We don't need to talk about that. I don't know what the priority is. We, you know, and we're like, hold on a second. Can you respect your peers and enough to, to listen to them? Yeah, exactly. And that's, and it's basically controlling that discussion so that it, it happens. Yeah. So let me, let me, let me highlight that a little bit on the other side of it. So then the other side of the control, the good side is let's say you have topic A. Now, when you get a meeting of people, and this this becomes every year, this becomes more important. You know, 20 years ago, this wasn't as important because the you didn't have fast to market as 30 years ago, mm-hmm. as critical as it is today, and and lean and people's time in meetings should be very very valuable. So one of the objectives of well-run meetings is not to waste any time. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have topic A. So you start talking about topic A, and then a person, being a human being, starts talking about topic B. Uh, It just triggered a thought. And so they start talking about topic B. The facilitator, being a nice person, is is listening and saying, does anybody else have something to say about topic B? And then topic C comes up for this person. And I've been in so many meetings where you just go from one topic to another. You have a and great you get fun discussion. Stories. Yeah, you get a yeah, fun, it's great fun. Dis- it's enjoyable. You're, you're telling war stories about back in the plant 20 years ago, yeah. this is what happened. And there's, there, to some extent, there's value in that, but some of those should be in the lunchroom or around the coffee pot yes. kind of thing, the water cooler. Um, it's If the FMEAs are the best one by far. So, so how could this thing fail? What are the failure modes that we need to deal with? And then somebody lists failure mode. Oh, this O-ring will will not seal, and or you know it'll it'll leak. This the sealing system will leak. And then two engineers jump up and get on the board and they draw it out and they run through fifteen different design changes that would invent yeah, prevent that from happening. Yeah, they haven't got cause yet. <laughs> they haven't got anything yet, but they know <laughs> <Yes>. the answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, guys, it's not the point here right now. Let's let's, let's so table that and keep happens, it off. Yeah. <laughs> as often happens, we have one word that describes totally different behaviors. Yeah, the there can be controlling that's more like a bully. Yeah, 
and there can be controlling that's more like guiding and listening and and bringing out top uh uh, conversation from people that are more shy. Yeah, you use that example all the time. Is you want to make sure that the, in a discussion or in a FMEA, you want to hear from everybody and 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 get their input. And so it's a combination of of controlling the flow of discussion and how, how often everybody gets the microphone, essentially. And and that to me is the beneficial side is is managing the or guiding the team. To, to come to a consensus of say if that's what the, the outcomes is, is aimed at. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it's, there's a facilitator's role is, well, how far, and that's always a judgment call is how far do I go with topic B <laughs> before we say, all right, well, that's yeah, the because placeholder. topic B, it, it's going to go onto a parking lot, but, but, but there might be some very exciting and inter- interesting and informative and meaningful uh, top uh, information. Well, in, insights, and you know, you yeah. just opening Pandora's box. When and you, you don't want to shut that down. No, but you, but if you say, all right, we need to brainstorm some ideas. What are the p- p- potential uh, causes for this failure mode? And you never know where that's going to go. But you do know that two people are going to go. Oh, I know how to solve that. <laughs> it's yes. like you set the ground rules. You know, it's like right. If we get too far off topic, we're going to just go put that mm-hmm. on the parking lot and move on because here's what we need to do and you can do it very gently or you can do it subtly um but you don't want to just say no don't talk about that <laughs> you know we're moving no, exactly, on exactly because exactly you'll you'll lose your team yeah you'll lose the willingness of people to cooperate and participate there's another part of this and whether we call it controlling or managing the whole point is we need to uh Another aspect of this, not the only aspect, but I think really important, is the difference between the extrovert and introvert. And any teams I've managed, particularly of engineers, so if you're in marketing, it might be different, or human resources, but in engineering, there tends to be a little more than 50%, maybe 60% people tend to be on the introvert side, and maybe a smaller amount, but significant, are on the extrovert side. Now, if you're not a good facilitator, and you shy away from controlling discussion in any way. The extroverts are going to dominate the discussion. That's just the natural course of events. And the introverts are going to listen, and they're going to think. The extroverts are going to talk. They're both very busy. You can't allow that. They're both very busy, and they're both very important. But you can't allow that to happen in a meeting. You have to balance it. Yeah, no, I agree. There's a balance there, but it's also... What I found, it's it's not just personality type that some people are introverts or extroverts. You could put the same group of people together that you have this lively discussion. Everybody's getting along great and, and swapping ideas and brainstorming and challenging. And it's a very productive, useful, dynamic discussion. And you add one more person and half of them go quiet. And it's, oh, yes. you know, it's the, what's their position, what's their perceived ranking, what's the, it gets just so bizarre that you think somebody, you know, Jill, how come I'm, you know, you had a great idea the other day. And oh, well, you know, and she just goes, I don't want to talk about it <laughs> you know, or doesn't say much or anything. And it's because somebody's in the room that intimidates them or, or, or is judging them or perceived. And it, it gets so complicated so fast. So setting good, good ground rules and stuff helps, but it's, it's tough. It does. 
It does. It's an, you're right. There's a group dynamic, and I remember you you offered that part in the, in our book, and that's mm-hmm. really valuable. Uh, I've had FMEAs where someone says, "I'd like to bring in the uh, director. He'd like to sit in," and I said, "No. Yeah. Unless the director is a subject matter expert on the subject that we're dealing with, I don't want the director in the room. Yeah. Even putting a camera in the room doesn't help sometimes because it, yeah. it just adds another dynamic." Uh, are we being judged? And then now the discussion's stilted. It's like, so I, there's a, because people, like you say, they will, if there's a, and I'm using that sort of metaphorically director, I'm not mm-hmm. talking about any given person, but if it's a person that's there, that is a higher rank, but is not offering subject matter expertise, only management, then it's going to, to, uh, is the right word stultify. It's going to, to hold back on the necessary conversation because oftentimes people will bring up things that are wrong mm-hmm. or that, that, but they're not going to bring up anything if they feel like they're being judged or, you know, if the only thing you can say has got to be perfectly correct, then we probably wouldn't say much of anything. We would be exactly. done with our podcast way a long time ago if we were <laughs> afraid of making mistakes. That's right. And you want that safe environment. We've talked about this. You want that safe place where people, that's part of learning for mm-hmm. one thing. And, but when you're, when you're trying to get consensus, you need people to bring up what their obstacle is, what their concern is. And it could be totally wrong, but they need to bring it up. Right. And then we need to debate it, particularly when you're brainstorming. Yeah. You want to have all bets are off at that point. You want to have anything brought up. Yeah. Well, so that there's, I mean, one of the roles is managing or guiding or or controlling uh, a discussion or a thing. Um, part of the one of the real challenges I think for a facilitator is: Are you neutral or not? And I think that was another aspect of what mm-hmm. we were doing through the edit. Um, and you had an example where I've never done this. I never brought in a, a truly neutral, and I don't think I've ever been truly neutral when I've been in the facilitator role. I can't imagine you being truly neutral. Oh, right. man, uh, you yeah. have an opinion. I do. And I, I learned some techniques to deal with it, right? And saying, all right, I'm, when I stand over here, I'm facilitating. When I move over to this spot over here next to the chalkboard or the white chalkboard, remember those? Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm taking my facilitator half. And sometimes I would actually, you know, mimic taking my hat off going, now I have an opinion on this. <laughs> But making it very, very clear which one's which. And that seemed to help because I think if you have a strong opinion on something and you're facilitating it, even if you're being very conscientious about not adversely controlling the outcome, um, even though you really do have an opinion and really want it to be there, even if you're very conscious of of, uh, separating those, um, it's too easy for for it to be perceived that you've crossed that line and you're no longer a f- facilitating for the good of the group. You're just trying to get in the meetings ends and all right, do whatever you want to do. Why'd you, why do we in this meeting? And um, you won't be at the next meeting. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, that's a very difficult circumstance in most companies. It's somebody in the team or somebody part of the organization is going to help you manage, you know, discussions and meetings and everything else. And, it's let, it's let a different role. Two, uh, let me give two observations, and in this, and I, and I'll I'll share the very brief story. Is is I've tried different methods back when I was at uh, General Motors uh, in the 
heading the reliability group, the product reliability group. The, I've tried um, facilitators that were neutral. And so I actually brought in from human resources, somebody who was neutral mm-hmm. and, uh, and had them facilitate. There's two problems with it. One is you end up not having enough people. You don't, companies that are lean, they don't have teams of people that are purely facilitators. You just don't have the personnel. Mm-hmm. You need an engineering team. The second problem is actually even bigger to me is that the facilitator who doesn't understand the system that's being uh, designed in any way, in other or, words, or just the language a, of it, they don't understand maybe, the language not in what you're talking yeah. about. Maybe they're not an engineer, uh, whatever. They're just a facilitator. The 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 point there is you, the engineering team is going to spend too much time explaining to the facilitator what what this means, so that they can have some involvement, and know when, when you're on track or not on track. Mm-hmm. So it, the meetings tended to ramble off topic too easily. So I think the I, I like the way you're describing it. The facilitator can be a subject matter expert, but when you're offering your own opinion from your subject matter expertise, I use the phrase, now I'm going to bring up something from my this expertise or my this background. Mm-hmm. And then you you offer that. You're not the facilitator at that point. And then you say, okay, I'm going to go back. The other thing is you have to make it very clear to the team that we're getting to consensus. We want everybody to buy in. It, so that's well, sort yeah. of a check on your ego at that point. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, I think even another part of the facilitator roles, you know, is, and it's just good meeting management doesn't, somebody is going to be the facilitator in every group discussion. Somebody yes. will pick up that role. Um, yep. But being clear as to well, what. What defines when we're done, when we have the desired output? Is it consensus that we're, this is a pan of action? Or are we informing a decision maker with various opinions and, and inputs and data and information? And when they say, yep, I think I got it now, or they're done with all their questions, then we're done? Or is it some other structure to this event or discussion that you're doing. Some facilitators are the comics at the uh, award shows and they just tell jokes while the stage is being reset. You know, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) what is your role? What are you actually there to do? And if it is for consensus, that takes a different technique and style and management of the, of the group. than if you're just, uh, sharing ideas and people it's, you get five minutes, you get five minutes, you know, it's like a, um, moderator at a at a conference you know they're managing the time essentially saying all right you're done <laughs> get out of here yeah right so time manager, that, that'd be one way but then you don't get to consensus the i think you're you're onto something and that like in a meeting or like an fmea or any engineering team uh you need to know when you've accomplished your goals and they could be sub goals like an fmea you might sometime spend some time getting the effect described Right. And then so you get to consensus on that and then the severity and then the cause and right. different things. And so what's what's the little endpoint? Well, you have a, a process that you're facilitating, too. And so it's it's mm-hmm. you're it's facilitating the application of that technique or process, FMEA or or failure analysis or whatever. Um, I think there's that kind of role. But when it's a 
Within that, though, there's brainstorming. There's you know coming to consensus. There's uh, we we're time management. We've got three hours and we got to get through you know eighteen steps or whatever. So mm-hmm. I think there's many many different roles that come and go. But I think it's being very clear. What, the reason I bring it up is I really don't like a facilitator that says, all right, we've got two hours and we got 18 steps. So we got three minutes and 18 seconds per step. Go. And then they're just yeah, a stopwatch that, and click and stuff. That'd be off absurd. And, totally know. absurd. Completely yeah. agree. No, you want to get the you want to get the valuable output. And sometimes it, it, it is worth the time to get that root cause or get that description that everybody agrees on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it and, and you can't time manage it that it's going to take two minutes that wouldn't work you want to get to the actual result but there are techniques and this is a subject of another podcast there are techniques to keep meetings moving along Mm -hmm. and to get as much done as possible in the limited amount of time you have there are techniques without compromising the quality of the result so that's a, <laughs> a different subject for another day another day, day. Uh, reminds <laughs> me of dr kcc Log glue I, i'm sure i missed kcc Siago, yes yeah <laughs> dr k dr k he, at one point he would he was he would monitor you know how's the group doing and, and pacing and so he'd be going through a, a particularly dull derivation of something or whatever he was talking about and he knows people are kind of drifting off and wherever he goes all right well i think it's time to increase the oxygen in the room would you all please stand up and let's do some extra and this guy is 85 <laughs> years old and he's doing yeah. toe touches to make us all feel bad and taking deep breaths and he gets the oxygen going and goes all right now let's get back to this derivation <laughs> and now that you're right <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Then they promptly fall asleep again <laughs> well but it was you know it's part of it and that's really i should say another discussion but it's one of those there's a lot to facilitating and understanding the group and how it works and what's working what's in service to them i think is one of the terms i have i think that the facilitators mantra should be how can this gathering of talented individuals um how can i be in service to them it's a bit humbling to say i'm not running this meeting i'm facilitating this meeting i think that's fundamentally different in. Well, it, yeah, and just if I could jump in on one more thing, which is I've got uh, basically nine facilitation skills that I teach, and controlling discussion or managing discussion is only one of them. Mm-hmm. And and so the real skill is knowing the different skills and when to use each one, when to change gears, because sometimes you get go into conflict management skill, <laughs> other times you go into brainstorming skill, yep. Other there's different uh, skills, yep. and so it is a body of knowledge in itself. Yeah, no, it definitely is. So it sounds like we got more to talk about there. We'll have to facilitate another meeting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the easiest way to do that is somebody says, well, what are these other skills? Or what, you know, what happens when you do this and your brainstorm goes off the rails or it's, you know, or the three people next to the door all leave, you know, and go solve the problem while you guys are still fr- trying to figure out what the problem is. Um, let us know if you've got a question or a comment on this topic or, or basically anything uh, related to creating highly reliable products. Let us know. Um, head over to ascendoreliability.com slash go slash SOR. And you can find a couple of ways to get in touch with us there. Carl and I and the other hosts of the show are available through LinkedIn or our about pages. You'll find our contact information in a couple different ways. So um, 
I don't know. Does that facilitate the end of the podcast well enough, Carl? Uh, do you have a I think summary it does. there? Okay. No, I go. That's a great summary. The and we want to hear from people. I will mention though, just to top it off, is that is that all nine of those I finished the facilitation skills series in my Inside FMEA. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so people can go to the the FME resources right on the front page there, and uh, and then get into the facilitation skills series, uh, or just go into the uh, the search and type in facilitation skills, yep. and you can read nine different articles on the different skills. You know, we should do so. It might be pretty easy to do. It's just make it a, a you know you can sign up for it and get those. Because they're scattered across your writing, and, and mm-hmm. you have indexes basically can get you there. So we could set that up as an email course where you sign up that once a week you get one of those uh, articles. That That's be, a cool idea. But we'll have to talk about that. Okay. Sort of a couple <laughs> of those out. That might be a good way to deliver it, make it easy uh, to get people to get to the content. Um, and then we could add video and, you know have a cat video mm-hmm. in there somewhere stuff like that. anyway i digress <laughs> so, okay <laughs> all right thanks carl and, and we'll we'll i'm sure we'll talk again very soon and have a great rest of your day and thanks everybody for listening we'll talk to you again in, in a couple of days okay thanks fred thanks for listening to speaking of reliability we invite you to join the conversation if you have a question or a topic that you think we should discuss in a future show, please let us know. You can find a comment box below the episode show notes or just leave a note as part of a review on iTunes.